Thanks and welcome all. So as you all know, Aadhaar, the largest biometric-based unique identification system in the world, holds the sensitive personal data of over 1.2 billion Indian citizens. Aadhaar has come under the lens for frequent data security lapses and critics all over the world have started questioning whether the system is really hack-proof with its observable security posture. Against this backdrop, I, Geeta Nandikotkur, Managing Editor for Asia and Middle East with information security media group and we have a panel of experts today with us to discuss the best security practices that are required at this point in time welcome panel and i would take pleasure in introducing our panelists we have with us navi vijayashankar cyber dispute risk management consultant and cyber law expert from bangalore we have kk mukhi founder and ceo of ni consulting and cn shashidhar ceo secure it to begin with, I would like to get certain perspectives on what's the confusion prevailing today around Aadhaar. And Navi, I would like to turn to you to ask what's the confusion with regard to Aadhaar and why does it continue to get compromised? Hey, there have been many instances of uh, what we call as compromise of Aadhaar, but we must make a distinction on whether the compromise occurred uh, in the system of Aadhaar, which is under its control, like the CIDR, or the compromise occurred at the end of some of the user agency. So some of the cases which has been reported is when a government department or a user makes a query on the basis of an Aadhaar number and gets the Aadhaar data, what does it do with it? How does it secure the information? And there there have been many instances of failure. For example, the hospital's management system actually failed some time back. And that is one kind of compromise which is happening. And somehow we are not able to distinguish between that compromise of the user end and compromise of the CIDR. Now, from the security perspective, of course, we say that any person holding sensitive personal information has to ensure that wherever it is used, the security posture has to be there to justify release of data. It could be one company, another company, which is a business associate. The security requirements needs to be examined and evaluated before it is being handed over. That is where we are finding Aadhaar not being able to take proper steps. Beyond this, most of this so far has not indicated hacking of the Aadhaar resource. Maybe others may have some different views I would like to I think Shashi will be able to probably share some light on this. You have been uh, tracking the Aadhaar carefully as a security practitioner. So where do you see the entire lapses here? Aadhaar per se is a very good instrument for governance, but poor in its implementation. UDI being a public institution and having the data of 1.2 billion Indians needs to do a far better job of sharing publicly how they protect citizens' data. Its present policy of sharing other security information is opaque at best. You know, from a security perspective, it's a classic example of what we call security by obscurity. Very little information is in the public domain about Aadhaar and in particular about its security aspect. You know, today I've been referring to the Aadhaar site and there is a FAQ which has got a six para generalized disclosure on UDI security where they talk about best encryption being used. Okay. Now, security professionals who understand this profession will agree that the word or the term best in security parlance is valid for a very limited period of time before zero days and vulnerabilities are discovered. So given this, I think UDI in particular can do a much better job in terms of transparency and of sharing what they are doing at the back end when it comes to security. That is not going to result in security breaches. In fact, it is going to help researchers to come up and uh, point out vulnerabilities and issues with whatever Aadhaar is suffering from right now. So this, I think it's a mindset change in my view, which Aadhaar needs to come up and confront. 
Yes, KK. Where do you think really the security shortcomings are and why this uh, entire controversy around Aadhaar? So I think there are a number of aspects at play. Let me try and bring up first of all the laundry list of problems that are facing us with regards to Aadhaar. Personally, my view is that it is a beneficial project. I believe that if executed right, it can still bring the intended benefits to bear. And I also think that it is not possible to roll it back now. So I'm not sure that that is a feasible expectation for all of us to have as citizens or as security practitioners. Having said that, these would be the issues in no specific order that we've seen come to the table. First of all, the way UIDA handled this particular news and any previous breaches that have been reported or vulnerabilities that have been reported in the infrastructure. You absolutely cannot take the view of shooting the messenger, number one. Uh, you can cannot also work on the assumption that any system security is perfect. You know, anybody who comes out in the press or comes out in public and says that system X is 100% secure is wrong right off the bat. That also reflects possibly a questionable understanding of what security is all about. We've also seen whether it is with Equifax or it is with the US voter database or it is with the US OPM Office of Personal Management hack that happened a couple of years back. Any central repository of personal, private, demographic information is an extremely lucrative target for attackers. I might even go out on a limb and say that at this stage, any assumption that UIDI or anybody else has that the biometrics has not been compromised might also be proven wrong. If companies like JP Morgan and others with hundreds of millions of dollars of cybersecurity spend per year can get breached, then no system is unbreachable to begin with. And so these statements reflect a level of maybe misunderstanding or one might even say hubris, you know, in dealing with security issues and people who are reporting this. The other angle is the other two angles that are very, very serious is A, the federation of the information. So while UIDI is making claims that the biometrics is centrally held and therefore we have put all our security measures around that, much of the documentation seems to create the impression that the state regional data hub, the SRDHs, um, also have biometric information with them. And so this is a this is an aspect on which UIDI needs to come out very, very clearly. And the, the last part is the level of access that private organizations have had to, I think as Navi mentioned at the start, in terms of the AUAs and the KUAs, the uh, KYC user authentication agencies and the authorized user authentication agencies. These agencies, what is the level of access they have and what is the level of monitoring that UIDI has on these tens of thousands of agencies um, so these these are all the concerns that I think come to mind. Yes, KK. But what I would like to also know, how difficult is it to map the risk in this kind of system, in this kind of uh, huge repository, Navi, and I would like others also to address. See, when it was originally conceived, Mr. Andhra Nilkani was telling that this database will only send a binary response and uh, it is for the query to be raised on a particular aspect of identity along with the other number. But uh, somewhere down the line, this system got uh, changed and today, when a query is made, the uh, UADA dispenses with a 12 or 13 parameter identity details, which together constitute the whole of the identity of a particular person, which 
includes the mobile number, email ID, etc. Now, any user agency which has got the authority to call for this in a KYC scenario will end up receiving this information and if their request is made for a reason for which cannot be justified, they will get uh, information whatever they want. The recent uh, case is one such issue where the person who had an authorized access raised a query for hundreds of details and he got it. Now, at the other end, what they should perhaps uh, introduce a system whereby the query should be in a way justified as to the possible requirement and that is where I think there is a failure and that needs to be, in my opinion, luck. And we are not talking of more of technical security here, more of the implementation of a certain discipline and accompanied by whatever deterrence and other things would be there whenever there is a misuse of the access. But one can say that we have come too far now to the extent of saying that more or less the entire data might have already been breached in a sense that there may be a copy of hundreds of thousands of data in the hands of uh, private people. Now what do we do now? Okay. So I think uh, the future uh, discussions on security of Aadhaar will have to also look into how to affect the message has already been created. Maybe this virtual ID is one such proposition to prevent at least the kind of breaches which have occurred until now. Shashi, now you have been doing a lot of testing, vulnerable testing, pen testing. You have been involved with your customers. When it comes to Aadhaar kind of uh, ecosystem, so where do you think, how do they try to get access, unauthorized access to such kind of data? And when Aadhaar says, when UID says, our biometric data has not been breached. So what is the, how do you differentiate whether the data is data, whether it's biometric related or eternal? Yeah. See, I just want to point to one particular case. You had the M Aadhaar mobile app, which was launched with much fanfare recently, a few months. You know, it would not pass a basic application or security code review because the security aspects were ignored when writing the code. You know, I'm avoiding discussing specifics here because this is a public forum. But I mean, this this just is unpardonable, right? I mean, these are basic silly mistakes which could have been avoided if, you know, there was a professional approach of security built in in design. Okay, I think that's lacking one. Second thing, you look beyond this to say other needs to be benchmarked against global standards. I would say NIST, PCI DSS, if it's not done already. I mean, I was going through that website. The IT minister in response to a parliamentary question, you know, he replied that UDA is certified to ISO 27001 from the STQC. Now, this we really don't know is, is it really meeting the requirements for security? Because again, what you define and what you exempt from your ISO 27000 certification is important. None of these details are shared publicly. Then new privacy norms which have good practices for privacy have to be incorporated. And I completely agree with Navi when he says that sharing of Aadhaar data with third-party providers is an aspect which needs to be tightly controlled through technical, managerial, and process-based controls. Currently, this seems to be a weak area for UDI. I, this this is something they need to address. And if you look at uh, VID, UDI token, these are, I think, band-aids, temporary measures at best. You know, today they're saying we saw this press release about VID and other stuff because of the Supreme Court hearing and they were desperate to put a defense. 
I feel that they need to kind of publicize, show to the public or to the security researchers how these aspects of the functionalities work when it comes to VID. And then, you know, researchers can test and see if it's robust or not. And then it is a litmus test for UDI. What they're saying and what they're actually practicing. Is there a gap between the two? I think that's something that I think it's, it's a mindset change that needs to happen in UDI. And if that happens, I think a lot of these problems can be addressed. You brought an interesting point on VID, you know, virtual identification and UIDI token. I think uh, what I understand is they're trying to emulate the model that the banking industry has taken of tokenization, you know, having multi-factor authentication. Maybe KK, you will be able to address this because you have been talking about certain new security architecture that UI needs to come out when they need to implement VID or the token. Yes, so I agree with Shashi, you know, they seem like band-aid uh, responses in theory. Yes, virtual IDs would help, but I think it comes to a very fundamental point. Is my Aadhaar number something I should keep private or not? UIDI has given contradictory statements on both ends. They have said that your Aadhaar number is not your identification, okay? If that be the case, then why do I need virtual IDs? Because then the Aadhaar number isn't something I need to keep secure. They've said it's not equivalent to a US social security number and, you know, no service providers should validate you based only on the Aadhaar number. If that be the case, then I don't need virtual ID. And then they've also released a tweet saying that when you download a copy of your Aadhaar card on a shared computer, then make sure you delete that downloaded file after you're done. So, and then there was also a tweet, I think, by Nandan Nilekani where he had tweeted a copy of his Aadhaar card. I think he had obfuscated his number, but kept the QR code valid. Now, with the QR code also, I can retrieve his theory. I can retrieve his Demographic which some people went ahead to. So in this whole story, Aadhaar needs to tell me what's the sensitivity level, the privacy levels for the number, the QR code, the demographic data, or and the biometrics that they've kept. What's really sensitive as a user, what I need to do to protect it as a service provider, what do they need to do with regard to this, so on and so forth. On the virtual ID front, uh, again, hypothetically, great idea. Implementation is everything that matters. We have done security tests of multiple companies that create uh, virtual account numbers, virtual credit card numbers, uh, and the devil is in the details. You could go horrifically wrong in doing this. Uh, your randomization algorithms may be poor. It may be fairly easy to map your virtual ID back to your official account number. You might be able to do a lot with knowing just the virtual ID. So now the virtual ID has increased the risk. Uh, so for example, if I know somebody virtual credit card number and I find a logical flaw in the way that the virtual credit card number is treated. Suppose the balance is equivalent to the original card's balance. Now I've created actually two card numbers that allow me to access your uh, credit card uh, balance and not just one. So you've doubled the risk. With virtual IDs, if the implementation is wrong, the same thing can happen. Each virtual ID might be treated equivalent to the original Aadhaar number and therefore now I have seven numbers that I have to protect or eight numbers that I have to protect. Uh, so I'm not sure how good that's going to be. Uh, there is a a lot of obscurity that now surrounds the UIDI technical implementation. Uh, from what I'm reading online, they have taken off a lot of the access that they had given in terms of being able to search the use of your other credentials. Uh, log history used to be provided. The log history, the use of the biometric credentials, that's one thing that's gone. Uh, they had publicly published their API, which is used to generate the other number. That API is, is being taken off, but you can get archived code samples. So many of the uh, technical details that they were fairly open about which is exactly how it should have been those are no longer available by that logic how do they intend to implement this vid unless we know those technical details we would not know what design issues have occurred at this stage i don't know if vid solves the problem and makes it seven times worse 
having these discrepancies in the entire system, which there's no clarity whether Adha is secure. So is there a best practice or is there a way one could think of building a resilient data protection framework around it? Shashi, you could probably start. Yeah, yeah I think one is, to me today, the biggest weak link are the third-party providers who access your data. Okay, They need to be tightly controlled, role-based. You, you can have technical, managerial, process-based controls. I think this is one aspect that is really plaguing Udai and Aadhaar because of which, while you may have Aadhaar per se at its centralized location being quite robust, even assuming, okay, from what they say, it's secure. The weak link is the third-party providers who access this data and who probably uh, don't care to hoots about selling it to marketing databases and other stuff. So this is where I think that's the weak link. They need to plug that leak. Uh, that to me is the number one priority as far as if I were someone in Udai. Okay. So uh, given this, uh, given all this background, would you all agree that Aadhaar's approach to security is less mature and may not be following the industry best practices? Absolutely. See, I think uh, there is a poor and ineffective oversight as far as governance is concerned. See, today Aadhaar and its parent organization are accountable to the Parliament of India. There would be a parliamentary committee panel overseeing Udai. Question is how many capable and qualified information or cybersecurity auditors, practitioners and consultants are part of this panel to ask relevant questions on Udai security. They are MPs, of course, I understand. But how many of them are really qualified in this area? So security professionals and industry experts must be brought in on the panel to provide independence and effective oversight. Uh, individual Aadhaar data fields should be randomized. I completely agree with KK on this. They should be tokenized before salting and storing. Databases should then be encrypted so that even if part of the data, let's say first three digits or four digits of uh, Aadhaar number is compromised, entire data record remains encrypted and is not available. This is something that's being used, that was used in Obamacare in the US. I know uh, of some technical providers who worked on this. So this has been pretty effective. And uh, insider threats, they are a huge uh, issue. Uh, I don't know how they have, what kind of management and technical controls they have to prevent insider threats and abuse by super users and administrators. See, history is replete with instances of abuse of privileges by administrators and super users. Usage logs of such individuals must be checked periodically to monitor their activities and prevent abuse. And I completely agree with a bug bounty program to encourage responsible disclosure by security researchers. You can even uh, ask Udai to conduct hackathons. Uh, you know, it could be in a simulated and restricted environment. Uh, participants have a, a non-disclosure agreement so that they don't disclose all these vulnerabilities publicly. So these are things which can be done. These are easy to do things, you know, uh, and they don't cost much money, even if uh, money is an issue there. And I feel that they need to get into periodic security awareness programs for their staff, as well as other connected service providers and follow up with uh, phishing drills, etc., to create a security aware culture. I think these are some of the, what I would call lessons, best practices from other national and social security initiatives. Of course, there is no parallel to the scale that Udai has anywhere in the world. This is the largest, but these are some of the things that they can look at as best practices or good practices. KK, you would like to add uh, something on this in terms of the best practices. The practitioners really need to look because now that Aadhaar is being linked to your bank accounts, every enterprise that is under the lens of security. So what is the best practice they could think of? KK? 
Okay, so I think first of all, Aadhaar should become voluntary. I think they should remove this business of being Aadhaar being compulsory. They should go back to the original objective, which is that Aadhaar is for delivery of government uh, benefits and services in a targeted manner. Okay, so I don't want those services and benefits, so I don't have to have an Aadhaar. And third is they should stop this linking business where every service provider today become a joke. If you want access to the winter shelters in Delhi, you need to produce an Aadhaar. You want to get into a government hospital, they need an Aadhaar. I mean. you cannot take it to a ridiculous level where it becomes exclusionary and which is what is happening we have seen dozens and dozens of instances where the people for whom this system was built are actually being kept out of its benefits because of the uh, probabilistic nature of biometric matching and uh, finally i think aadhar should give the right to be forgotten i have enlisted for it i would like to opt out of it they don't have an option to do that it's an enforced capture of my private and personal information which i don't have the right to question uh, uid about i mean if i have an issue with uid who do i go to? i have no access only uidi itself can uh, register a criminal complaint against them so many of these aspects think of an authoritarian state you know or the attempt to create one so i think if the goal was to deliver benefits to the lowest strata of society then let's keep it more or less to that goal you know why created into this orwellian giant that it will be coming <laughs> so do you think uh, the implementation of gdpr or uh, the data protection framework that government is talking about will have those kind of answers issues addressed the so just to add to that i mean i have been privy to some of the conversations that are going on there in the public domain essentially in the private the government is are taking a fairly public mechanism on the data protection framework if all of those aspects came in which align with gdpr which align with the eu data privacy principles i mean i would go so far as to say that uid will have to be a completely different beast than we know it will have a whole different institution as we know it today it would give me the rights to check my data it would give me the rights to try to have my data forgotten uid i would have to publish publicly a complete list of of all the third party agencies who have access to data that's the ideal end goal right okay so one last question uh, maybe one quick takeaway i need to understand from all the three of you this may be a one sentence what is the immediate requirement for the practitioners now when it comes to rebuilding their security posture one immediate requirement they need to really focus on okay i think uh, the uida specifications as they stand now in terms of any service provider that accesses the aadhar information through AUA or a KUA uh, they're fairly good actually they basically say that any service provider should basically not be storing biometric data and the reading device should encrypt the biometric data upon reading it so i think that's following the guidelines as they stand today already mitigates the risk as far as private organizations are concerned okay shashi you would have yeah. a point yeah we see new and exciting technologies which use smartphone mobile behavioral characteristics and obviate the need for passwords or otp to Uh, these can be used to authenticate other users or anybody linked to other so that you reduce the possibility or the surface area for breaches through identity theft and sniffing passwords and other stuff so i think this is a good technology which is coming up which will be definitely be used in future so that's my take away from uh, this particular session navi i would like to yeah. say i would like to put this addition more to uidi to establish a trusted relationship with the security professionals in the country and for which they need to have the periodical open house meetings as a standard security practice from their end let people criticize them and even if that criticism there will be certain ideas which the uida may be able to implement for which they have to shake their ego and they have to admit that there are experts around who may look critical but actually their intentions are actually good and that is what i would like uida to do then the ceos will be able to respond to the requirements of uida and mutually share with them how collectively we can secure this 
system. This is something not UIDI versus companies or UIDI versus privacy activists. All of us together need to protect the system and ensure that benefits should accrue without the risk. Thank you very much once again. We have been listening to our panelists Navi Shashidhar and KK Mukhi on the important subjects like Aadhaar and they have been sharing their interesting insights and clarifying a lot of ambiguities. This is Geeta Nandikotpur from ISMG.